Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. Uh, <laughs> I feel like in the last few weeks I've been very uh, reflective, and um, and I feel like <laughs> we all need a change of pace and a change of energy uh, uh, in the podcast for this week, and it just so happens that I have a good reason um, to do that, and that is this coming week is our um, camp focus week in the church. And so we've, we've kind of, for the whole month of March, have been promoting camps. If you've been in the building, you've seen uh, this incredibly lovely display uh, promoting our camping ministry. Uh, and then this Sunday and Wednesday in worship, we're inviting you to wear your favorite camp clothes. Uh, and we're going to uh, have some big announcements about camp this summer. And so you're definitely not going to want to miss that. Uh, we're going to put the link to where you can register for church camp in the description box of this podcast if you are um, wherever you find that because we definitely want you to be attending camp, especially if you have children, grandchildren. Did you know that there are grandparents and me camps and family camps? That's what my family does is we go to camp as a family um, and it's incredibly uh, meaningful for us, especially with our children being so young. And one of the reasons we do that is when they get to the age where they can start attending camps without us, that um, they only have one hurdle really because um, the place will be familiar um, and, and so we're not dealing with the anxiety of a new place and not knowing what to expect and new people. Um, and so <clears throat> I wanted to use this podcast to talk a little bit about my camping experience because camp has played a huge role in my life and in my faith journey. Um, my first experience with church camp, uh, again, Remember, I did not grow up in the United Methodist Church. Um, I actually grew up ELCA Lutheran. So my first experience of church camp was at uh, a camp called Nisodak, uh, so named because it is located in northeastern South Dakota. Uh, it's actually up by Wabe on Lake Enemy Swim. And my church growing up had um, a program where basically uh, if I think it was like fourth or fifth grade that they would send all of the fourth and fifth graders to camp for free. Um, and so that was the first time I had gone to camp and really the only time I went to camp because I didn't realize that it was an option <laughs> any other time. I didn't know that you could go, like I knew about vacation Bible school, I did all of those things, but I didn't know that um, I had an option of going to camp more than that. And so I went to Nisodak and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved um, the recreation time. I, I remember going in the canoe with my friend Jill, and that was so much fun going out on the lake. I remember um, singing the songs in the chapel. I remember, you know, the, the cabins and meeting the other girls um, in my cabin and making friends and, and having pen pals after camp. and. Um, you know, the camp store and that being very exciting and fun. Um, I remember, you know, even going in for the meal. Like, I just have so many uh, really strong memories. And one of the memories I had at that camp was 
how old do I have to be to work here? Like I even knew in my first experience of camp that this was something special, that this was something that stirred within me uh, a desire, that I wanted to be a part of it. Um, and it, they said you had to be 18. And so I applied when I was a senior in high school, but by that time I had kind of left my home church. I had started attending the Methodist church. Uh, so I had applied to Nisodec, the very camp that I had that I had gone to and they ended up not hiring me. And I think partly, partly because I had not been attending the Lutheran church at that point. Um, and I was devastated because that had been my plan. I was gonna work at camp. My father, who at the time was um, a fire extinguisher uh, salesman and service. So he went around in a truck and he would go to places and check fire extinguishers and hood systems and and uh, service them if needed. And one of his clients was Lake Ponset Camp. And he was out there one day after I'd gotten this terrible news that that uh, the my plans for life had, had, had not come to fruition, that Lake Ponset Camp was hiring. Uh, now Lake Ponset was structured a little bit differently where they didn't hire counselors for the summer, they hired um, support staff, uh, like site staff. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't really care. It's a camp and, and that's what I wanted to do. And so I, um, I went out and applied and they hired me that very day. Cause I asked like, how long until I know? And they're like, we'll hire you. <laughs> and so <clears throat> literally the day after I graduated from high school, I started at the camp. I had my car packed the day of graduation because I lived on site at Lake Ponset. Now granted, it was, I think, a whopping 12 miles from my hometown, um, but that was just kind of an interesting thing that I started that journey literally the day after graduating from high school. And that first summer, the work that I did was in the kitchen. <coughs> it was lifeguarding. It was um, doing housekeeping. It was doing some lawn care, even though very quickly they realized that I'm not great with the mowing because I'm not great with seeing the snakes. Um, <laughs> so they didn't put me down a whole lot for that. Um, the second, I ended up working out at Lake Ponset for five summers. And the second through the fifth summer, I switched jobs um, and I became kind of the liaison between the camp staff and the programming volunteers. Um, I also became in charge of our waterfront. Uh, I was a lifeguard and so it was my job to um, be in charge whenever waterfront was happening. I was the lifeguard in charge, uh, but I was also in charge of getting all of, making sure all the equipment was uh, working properly, that making sure we got the stuff out, because uh, at that time we had started doing the inflatable um, water toys and the trampolines and, and towers and things. So I was part of making sure that that happened. Um, I was the camp photographer. Uh, I was, um, I ran and ordered uh, supplies for the camp store. Um, and then I was also making the camp CDs for the kids to take home. So um, it was a really great job. And then anything that the, like the deans and the counselors, if they needed something from us or uh, if we needed to try to coordinate or communicate things, it, it happened through me. And that was the job that I really loved. Um, it was a really fun, um, fun thing. I got to interact with the campers all summer, um, got to know a lot of people that way. 
Um, and so I was really grateful for that experience. And it was every summer, all through college. And those really became, the people that I worked with during that time became my closest friends. And we spent, you know, all summers together and we'd be working together and then we'd go play together on the lake or, uh, and then in the winters we'd show up at the camp again. And when the lake froze over, then we were playing broom ball. And if you don't know broom ball, it's like a cross between soccer and hockey, um, kind of like playing street hockey, but on the ice, like you're not wearing skates. And instead of a puck, you have what looks like a mini soccer ball. And then instead of a hockey stick, it's a stick that has a plastic like triangle on the bottom. It's really fascinating. Um, I think the further north you go, the more popular it is. Um, but we used to play that all the time and it was really fun. Uh, and so camp became a huge part of my life in college. I would go off in the year uh, to college and I'd be studying and you know, I'm very, I think bookworm could have really easily described me. Uh, and then in the summers, I spent my summers really like experiencing uh, God at work and all of these kids and all of these youth. And I, and I was, I got like front row seats at the way that God was working in that place and in that time uh, and really worked through me as well. Um, camp really became my second home. Um, again, it helped, I think that it was, quite literally very close to my home. It was a home turf for me in a lot of ways, um, but it really became the place where I wanted to be whenever I had the opportunity. Um, and so I went off uh, to seminary for the first time. And when I came back, I got a job as a youth pastor. And one of the expectations of that church was that I would be attending camp with our youth. If our youth uh, were at a particular camp that I would be counseling. Um, and so I spent for those three years of working at that church, um, every summer, I was probably gone, probably four to five weeks out of the summer um, counseling camps or mission trips, um, which was great. Uh, and especially as a single person, I don't think, you know, I could, I could commit or do that now. I, I don't know that my husband would appreciate it very much, but at the time it was great because I really didn't have commitments, um, that kept me, uh, where I needed to be home all the time. And so I, I was free to go and I was free to go back to the place that I loved more than anywhere in the world. But this time I went as a counselor where I was sleeping in the cabins with the youth that I was participating in the programming. I wasn't a witness anymore. I was a participant. Um, and, and again, you know, the thing that I would say more than anything in those, in that time was that upfront, up close, um, getting to see God work, um, and there's just something special about camp. We, we talk about it as these are places set apart, um, that in, in a lot of ways, camp is meant to be, uh, to free you from the distractions of your life so that you can hear God's voice, so that you can experience God's presence. And there, and I would say that that is absolutely true. And I think probably in my own experience, I've come to train myself to really, that when I step onto the property at Lake Ponce in particular, but any of our church camps, um, my body physically knows that um, this is a place where I will experience God. This is a place where I will hear God's voice, not because God isn't speaking to me other places, but I have trained myself to hear, to listen, to let go of the distractions of my life and really uh, allow God to speak to me and, and, and really see um, the God moments that are, that are all around. 
Um, and so I, I did camps for elementary kids. I did junior high camps. I did the high school camp. High school camp was LTC. I also taught classes while I was there. Um, and I've taught a variety of classes. My favorite toward the end of my tenure um, in doing that, and I did that even coming back into ministry again uh, after my second bout of seminary, um, uh, was starting to teach classes uh, kind of for the nerdy kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a little bit nerdy. I like um, I like tough questions. I like to really dig into things and. And it turns out there's a lot of teenagers that are like me. And so uh, we kind of, I was be able, able to create a little uh, niche in that way at LTC. And the kids that were the debaters and the bookworms, they, they, they tended to gravitate toward my classes. And it was some of the most joyful, meaningful, challenging, times that I've ever had in, in getting to teach and getting to discuss. They asked such great questions and we really, we really dug into things. Um, and so that was really fun. When I got married and moved into my first solo, uh, well, maybe I should back up. So during that time, the final, uh, the second summer in my time as a youth pastor, uh, I went to LTC and that summer I had in particular, uh, had I think four camps and a mission trip and LTC, the high school camp was the final camp for me for the summer. I had no more, but I had been home maybe in my apartment that summer total of like five to 10 days. Um, and it was usually doing laundry and packing up again to leave. Um, and so I think I was a little bit um, worn down a little bit. Um, my energy levels were not uh, where they were at the beginning of the summer. And I remember that year in particular, um, the theme of LTC was around God's calling. And I remember feeling a little salty about it because I was like, I don't want, I don't want to hear about this right now. And I think part of the reason was um, I had been running away from God's calling <laughs> up until that point. I had, I had said yes to it enough to be in youth ministry, um, but not yes enough to really fully accept what God was asking me to do. And it was during that week at camp. And again, remember that the programming is designed and meant for the teenagers. We as the chaperones are supposed to be there to support and to guide and to be resources and to be, you know, safe people. Um, but I will tell you that um, more than once it's been the, uh, the adults in the camp are, are struck by the, by the same kind of programming that the camping experience um, is powerful for us as well. And, and that week uh, was no exception. There were two of us as counselors who accepted our call into ministry during that week. Uh, the Thursday night of, that, of um, that camp in particular, they have a practice of silence after the final worship service and they don't break that silence until Friday morning. And and so they do a final worship service and then they do a, a campfire and they do devotions in silence and then they go to bed and then in the morning we break the silence and it's a really powerful night. Again, it's um, taking away the distractions and that night, <laughs> that Thursday night, 
the chapel service was about. What is God calling you to do? And I remember they gave everyone post-it notes and they said, write down what you think God is calling you to do. And I mean, some of the things were, were simple, like uh, I think God is calling me to sit with, with uh, someone when they don't have anyone to sit with at lunch, or God is calling me to um, maybe check in on a friend, or God is calling me to um, be more bold in my faith. And I sat in the back again, it's not about me, right? But I sat in the back and I knew, I knew what I was supposed to write on that slip of paper. And I think I even had written it down and I just sat there and tears were streaming down my face because in my mind, I felt like I, I didn't, I couldn't fight it anymore. I couldn't run away from it anymore. I was tired and I just, and I, and I had this belief that if I accept this calling, that that my life would not be as I wanted it to be, that it would mean giving up on the dreams that I had, um, which I look back on now and it seems silly, but really I remember just sitting there, I think having fully accepted that this is what God was calling me to. And I just didn't have the energy to give up, to give my excuses anymore. And I sat next to uh, Becky Holton. Becky at the time was the camping director for the Dakotas Conference. Uh, and I just kind of leaned over and showed her my post-it note that said, I think God's calling me to be a pastor. And she just looked at me and smiled like, yeah. And so I remember going up and putting it on whatever we were supposed to put it on. And I just sat with it. And then Saturday morning came, and Saturday morning's the final morning of the camp and the final worship service. Uh, two of the young men in my own youth group that I had brought to camp with me uh, gave the message, and they had just come back from a mission trip in Haiti. Uh, and, and they talked about the missionaries that they had met. <clears throat> These missionaries had committed a year of their life to living in Haiti and to doing hard work. Um, Haiti wasn't in the same political turmoil that it is today, but it still it was not, um, you know, paradise by any means. Um, and the, the volunteers that they were working with were doing some really hard labor and, and they were doing it every day. And the young men talked to, about asking them, like, why would you choose to do this? Why would you choose to do this for a year of your life? I mean, this is hard. And the missionaries told these two young men, it is hard, but there's nothing greater than knowing that you are doing exactly what God has asked you to do exactly when God has asked you to do it. We, those missionaries knew that that was their calling right at that time for their life. And so the hard labor was not paled in comparison to the satisfaction of knowing that they were following God's will for them. And that was like, <laughs> I, I joke that's like the final nail in the coffin, right? Like every excuse I had at that point just fell away. And I was like, okay. And I, you know, like had the moment of like, really God, you had to use my own youth to do this. <laughs> and so um, I left camp that morning and I went back to my parents' house. Again, they're only like 12 miles away. And I sat down at their kitchen table and said, I think I need to be a pastor. And my parents looked at me and said, it's about time you figured that out, uh, which is 
I think probably the greatest response they could have given me. Uh, so camp had a really special place and that that was where I finally accepted what God had had been asking me to do, I think, for a very long time. Uh, and so when it came time for Jason and I to get married, I asked if we could get married at the camp and we did. And it was beautiful. I spent, I then kind of got out of counseling. Uh, I was uh, pastoring a solo church at the time and then was uh, <laughs> uh, starting to have babies and I didn't really want to be a camp pregnant. Um, there's a lot of wonderful things about camp. The mattresses there are not one of them. Uh, <laughs> I think to be expected, um, especially when you're nine months pregnant, nothing is comfortable then. Uh, and so um, I've kind of left the counseling side of camping ministry to other more qualified and able people. And now my joy is that the last couple of years, and again this summer, um, I've been able to return to camp as a camper with my family. Uh, and that has been just the most beautiful thing to share. Wow. share that place with them. My hope. My hope is that they learn and find that they love that place as much as I do. That God meets them in the way that God has met me there. That their experiences at camp fuel them for the year that they find and develop friendships and relationships with, with kids like them. As they, you know, one of the things that was so fun as a youth pastor was watching my youth that were involved in sports and no matter what town they played, no matter what team they played, they had friends on the other team that they knew from camp. And they were encouraged by that. And they knew that, um, that, you know, maybe there weren't that many Christians in their in their town or in their school, but they had solid friendships with other kids who had faith in other places and they weren't alone. And I want that for my kids. Um, and so for me, camp is, is incredibly important. It is, it fills my cup, it fills my soul, but also, and, and it's one, just a great, time away with my family and you know get to be on the lake and we get to have fun and we get to do campfires and s'mores and you know the kids just think it's super fun um but it's so much more so for me as a parent i can't think of any greater priority than making sure my kids go to camp. Uh, yesterday, I was going through my summer, trying to figure out my summer schedule. And I've got some, you know, I've always got annual conference I have to go to. Um, I have another required retreat that I like needed to plot out. And the, the other first thing that needed to come onto the calendar is I, I called my husband and said, are we, when are we doing camp this summer? It wasn't even a question of if we are doing it is when, which camp are we doing? Um, and, and he's on board, he's the same, because he has seen the, the role that camp had in my life. 
And again, that's something that we as parents desire for our children. One, to have that experience. Two, to gain those friendships and relationships. And three, that they come to know God and experience God. I mean, camp is a mountaintop experience kind of thing. And if you want your kids to be solid in their faith, if you want your kids to grow up um, not feeling like isolated, but to have friends and to have a community that encourages them and loves them and accepts them, send them to camp. Send them to camp. I tell you, if you want to think about it in terms of investment, you know, when we look at our calendar of um, the year, I think, I think it's something like 36 weeks and we do what, maybe an hour of programming a week with our children in the church. If they attend a church service, maybe two hours. So that's 36 hours an entire school year maybe 70 if you're doing both, right? If you send your kid to camp, they're getting like, you're gonna double their experience and their exposure to, <clears throat> to people who love God, to teaching and Bible study. And also you're gonna connect that with them for something that's incredibly fun and uplifting and joyful. It is worth the investment. It is absolutely. We also understand that for, for some, camp is really expensive. And, and I want you to know that we do offer 50% scholarships through the church to help send uh, your children to camp. Um, the conference also has scholarships available. And uh, so we can help you um, to to apply for those as well. Uh, money should never be the reason someone doesn't go to camp because we also have people in this church, I believe, that um, will step up and, and invest in your child, invest in you so that, that you can attend camp uh, and be blessed in that way. So if that's what's holding you back, don't let that hold you back. Come talk to me and we'll make it happen. I will find a way. I guarantee you I will because um, nothing, Nothing in my life, I think, has impacted me, especially in my faith, and my faith is a pretty big part of my life, like camp has. It's that important. So that's my encouragement to you. Make sure you sign up before the early bird deadline to get a discount as well on the cost of camp. And uh, don't forget to come to worship this week wearing your camp clothes and uh, be on the lookout for our big camp related announcement. You're not going to want to miss it. So until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Wednesday nights at 615 or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can also worship with us online at firstumcyankton.org or find us on YouTube.